When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kane and Bucks. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Yeah, it's a very good morning. If you're joining us for the first time this morning on SEN Breakfast, we've had a busy couple of hours and you've got an hour or so to get involved. The Mimosa open line, 1300 736 736. And we are here for Melbourne Airport. You can check out the best rates, melbourneairport.com.au. And for Kubota, take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Well, it wasn't perfect for Hawthorne uh, over the weekend. They had a practice game against the Western Bulldogs where the Dogs won by 57 points. But there were some encouraging signs for our next guest. You can get a free upgrade on Hawthorne memberships today. Join now at hawks.team forward slash SEN 2024. The coach is Sam Mitchell. Mitch, thanks for your time again. Yeah, thanks for having me on, boys. How's the, the medical room going, Mitch? Are we expecting anyone back shortly? Uh, emptying out a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, Josh Weddle... Harry Morrison, um, Jack Gunston, and Dylan Moore. Hopefully, they'll all be um, available for, for round one. So we get those four back into the availability stakes, which should which should help. But um, you know, we still put 18 out there, and we we showed some good stuff, but just you know, not consistently enough. Mm. It's going to be a, a fun ride. Like I'm not sure where the win loss will land at the end of the year, and, and the expectations still probably remain low with where you are at. But the style of football that you're playing, you allow your your high half forward to come up really high and play with some freedom. And when you do get it going, and your ball movement is is humming like it was at stages, it, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, we had some great opportunities to score that. Um, they were able to they were able to stop, uh, but we did do some exciting things. I think uh, you know we ended up running and bouncing and having grass in front of us a lot. Mm. Um, the unfortunate part was we just couldn't find ways to turn that into score. So you know there's lots of challenging parts of parts of the game, and when you've got a new forward line that's um, you know working pretty well individually, getting opposition against you is. You know, only get two practice games against the same side this year. So, um, you know, they're going to get better throughout the year. Sam, I've noted when you... Um, I'm, it's a question about your philosophy, I suppose. When you get heavily scored against or when you have bad sort of sort of halves like the second half um, over the weekend, you'll you'll often sort of refer back to that we didn't maximise our ball use and score. Do you, do you feel... That, is that still a really strong element of your philosophy? Is it... Is it still really offensively based in terms of where you think your, your largest improvement is going to come from? No, I think my, I think handling momentum is a key part of the game, Bucks. Yep. You know, it was a couple of there's a couple of big moments. They kicked they kicked four goals in five minutes in the third quarter, mm-hmm. and then we have a you know we've got a kick in after that, and we decide to do something quite aggressive and risky through the middle, which gives them another shot. And so having a bit more maturity out on the field, understanding what the game needs in different moments has definitely been a work in progress. And we got a lot wrong in that area, and that'll be improvement for us on the weekend. When where are you, Mitch? Well, what's, what, what's happening? Paint us a picture of where you're joining us from this morning. Is it ducks in the background, or 
Christ. Oh, there's a bit of a, there's a few birds. There's uh, was walking along the beach. Got a couple, got a couple of days off, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's not all. It's not all work, you know, Kane. You have to be able to relax. You probably you probably went for a fifteen k run this morning, did you? Well, I, I need to learn how to relax, Mitch. It wasn't wasn't one of my strengths. Tell me about centre bounce because you mentioned momentum. You have four goals kicked against you. Uh, the idea to go back to a centre bounce and actually compete and win it, and then get the ball in your front half relieves a lot of pressure, particularly for your defence, who is undermanned and undersized. Plus nine centre bounce clearances may have been disappointing for you. Yeah, I think that was all in a all in a run. So uh, I think they won seven in a row at one stage during the game. Some of them were free kicks, some were really poor crafts, and some of them we just weren't quite tough enough at different moments. You know, they got some good players in there, but we we didn't compete well enough at centre bounce at all. Last week uh, we well and truly won the centre bounce, which got them in, got us into the front half in the early part of the game, particularly in the first half. And then this week, uh, you know, as our um, Personnel sort of got a bit tired and our centre bounces went backwards. We just had no answers for what they were doing around the middle of the ground and that led to problems behind the ball and we couldn't get it out of the back half. So it was a perfect storm of how you don't want the game played. You've got to um, you know, take your lessons as you go and and sometimes it, it, takes, it does take time for that capacity to, to grow in terms of understanding momentum and making the right decisions on field. How how do you fast track your your leadership and, and the ability to handle those situations? Yeah, I mean, just showing education, talking. Like, I know a lot of the coaches now are coaching from the bench and it's it's such an easy game from the coach's box. Mm. You, you recognise every option looks easy, every decision the momentum of the game is very easy to read from a coach's box with every stat in front of you. So being able to push that out to players and letting them know what the game needs at different times, but also increasing their ability to do that without you. You know, the best teams, they've got enough players out on the field who know what the game requires and are able to control it. And that's why the best teams very rarely get scored against heavily in patches. And that's definitely um, number one on my priority list for this season because I think we can put ourselves into winnable positions much more often than we have but not if we continue to keep, to concede seven goals in a row at, at one stage during a game you were, I'm not sure if uh, if you did witness it but it's obviously the talk of the town with Jimmy Webster's contact what do you have you addressed head high contact how you approach uh, an opposition player at different times and I mean obviously this is not a new topic but it's it's the the penalties are ramping up again. Um, was there anything said after the Sam Powell Pepper um, suspension um, internally? No, well, I don't. I mean, I, I think in both of these instances, there's been a not allowed action for mm. a very long time. Um, so when the time that we talk to the players is if there's a change in interpretation, if if something's slightly different. So last year with the tackling. Uh, basically, if you hurt someone, you got suspended. Was how we took it. So, mm-hmm. being you know, we had to talk to the players about that. It cost obviously James Sicily and Will Day at different stages during the year. So mm-hmm. that's something that we would definitely talk to players about. But I mean, I think these two incidents. Um, I think as soon as it happened, both players knew oh, that was an error. So it's not an education. It's just you know a spare of the moment thing. 
Yeah, on-ball division uh, interests me. You've got a lot of talent, a lot of speed. McKenzie, uh, McDonald, Ward, these types of players. They're all smallish, though, aren't they? And so just in terms of their physical makeup, Warpool is another one of the, the big missing pieces. Day, who gives you a bit more size with Newcomb. Are, are you close to betting that down? Ward was a bit more uh, on-ball than wing on the, on the weekend, I think. Yeah, Wardy played a little bit more on ball. I mean, I think we got Henry Husswaite, who's 195, Connor Nash, who's 180, 197, I think. Um, and Jai, and, Jai and, and Will are both sort of 186, 188. So with those guys, we do have a fair bit of size. And then the smaller mm-hmm. guys, um, who are still crafty, I think Kevin McKenzie's his midfield craft has really improved over the last couple of years. And, and I think someone like Josh Ward, you love having a runner on the inside and he's able to he's able to go inside and outside and I think the flexibility of that midfield group needs to improve we, when, our, when our best players were all playing and going well together last year we looked okay but it was a bit of a drop off um, after that so this year we probably need to we need to start working on the depth of that group and, and see if we can utilise some players in other in other positions so Henry Huslade he went and played in the half back line for different stages um, Jai went Jai went forward a couple of times so um, looking at the potency of the midfield uh, is an important part of the game and going to be tough for, for my man the finisher Finn McGuinness if he doesn't have a role by the looks of it Mitch yeah I think well the thing with Finn that we've discussed is if if we're tagging, no problem. Like you're doing a great job of that, and you've continued to do that across the preseason. Um, but uh, now with the with the the back stocks changing a little bit, we need to be able to play, you know, with 17 men, and he needs to have the flexibility of his role. So we've tried him on the wing, and we've also tried him in the in the back pocket to to try and fill the Blake Hardwick role, if you like. Um, and you know that's worked with some success. He's improved in those areas, and you know we gave him the role on on Waitman at different stages yesterday, and um, you know he did a pretty good job on him. But he just being able to fit into the team defence, and sometimes the ball moves a bit easily through his area by the opposition if if he's a bit too sticky to his own man. So um, it's still a work in progress with Finn's role, and we'll, um, we'll we know that you know there's certain teams that he'll certainly play against. Your high forward role um, definitely seems to be a really competitive spot. Bruce Watson, Ginevan, more even Hardwick in that uh, in that mix as well, but potentially a slightly different role. But do you intend or think that you will rotate these guys in and out of your side or or keep them all in and, and maybe play a lower game time? Um, which way do you think that's heading? Yeah, it's a good. It's one of those problems I've been pushing down the road, uh, and Maury, Maury getting glandular fever um, has made that a little bit easier because we've been one short. So, I mean, I think all of those guys are in our best side. So, how we fit them in, what roles they can play. Obviously, there's uh, yeah, the third wing, and whenever one of the wingers goes off, you always need someone to play out there. Uh, and there's a couple of different roles that players can play. We haven't really seen it as yet, but you know, Watson's done a fair bit of midfield plays, played behind the ball at different stages as a junior. Um, so I think I think the mix of the front half is still going to be a work in progress for a little while yet. And um, getting Dylan Moore back will be really important for us because he can play so consistently and even even setting.
setting everyone else up to make sure everyone else is playing the way that they should. I think he's he's probably underrated outside our four walls and he's one of our most important players. Have you noticed anything from watching any of the other games or you know, the way that uh, teams are trying to play with their style? It feels like a bit more aggressive handball run from halfback. Maybe that's the case every year when it's the sun's out and the weather's good and everyone's fresh, Mitch. But is there any trends that you've noticed in, in the small sample size that we've seen? Oh, I think I went I went to a couple of games last week and one game there was just so many numbers around the ball it was sort of a 12 on 12 midfield and only 3 on 3 at each end basically and then the other game I went to was a really isolated midfield and lots of space around the ball so I think I think they're still pulling the same levers that we that we've seen in the past I think the run and guard and the use of handball meters gain look like it's gone up across the competition but you know it's one it's one week of of good weather and uh, everyone's been practicing offense all, all pre-season because it's very hard to train your defense against a team who know what you're doing um, so I think the offense and defense mix will continue to evolve through the early part of the year Hey, mate, exciting times. There's a lot of young players to watch. So for anyone thinking about a, a Hawthorne membership today on Hawthorne Membership Day, what, what's your message to them? Uh, I mean, for one, it's a good deal. By a three-game membership, you get to come to 11. So that's a, um, mm. a pretty good deal that you guys are putting on. So thank you, first and foremost, for that. And I think the, the Hawks fan have actually been fantastic. I think last year at our home games, we averaged at the MCG over 50,000. So I really feel like the, the Hawks fans and members are right behind us. And it's going to be, I think you mentioned it at the start, Kane, it's going to be a, an exciting journey. And, um, you know, we're still young and developing and coming good and we're going to get better and better. So... Um, jump on with us and come on the ride. Any uh, any lingering effects from the Lurgie over in New York, mate, or are you 100%? <laughs> no, it was good of you to know I was there and just drive the other way as well. I heard about that. Um, my my son had no, influenza. No, he, was, he, was, he was back up on his feet in 36 hours, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you looked after him. Uh, no, feeling good. Feeling good. Fresh, ready to uh, ready to get after the season. Yeah, well done, All right, mate. mate. Thanks for your time. Uh, good luck, and we'll oh. speak to you throughout the year. All right, thanks, guys. This season, there's no limits on where the Hawks can go. Join the team at hawks.team forward slash SEN, and it will be a frustrating but exciting ride, I reckon. They're going to put some passages of play together that will blow your socks off, and then there'll be some frustration. Yeah, good is with... very good. Oh, it is. Good is yeah. very good. But as he said, like, it's about handling that momentum, not giving the opposition big runs of scores against, and we saw that we saw that um, against the Dogs. But yeah, that's, that, that's the challenge of a young, developing list to take the next step. All right, Hawks fans, tell us about your thoughts of the season ahead, because we've got a great prize to give away to you. It's a $100 Hawks Nest voucher. Thanks to the Hawthorne Football Club for the best text or call relating to Hawthorne this morning. Sam Mitchell, our guest.